Hello and welcome to episode seven of season two of the Ride the Rails podcast. Uh, this is the final episode of season two. So I firstly, I'd like to thank Mark Smith for all his comments and contributions over the past six episodes. And today on episode seven, we're talking about fares and ticketing. And I think I can honestly say there's nobody in the world as expert as a Mr. Smith of Seat 61. Mark, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Andy. I don't know about that. But yes, welcome to the wonderful world of booking a train ticket, something which would be simple, but never is. Absolutely. And I think it's the case of no matter where you are in Europe, there's always some quirks that you can get better better fares uh, or just things you have to, have to be aware of. So it is such a Com complex area. Um, Mark, I just think it'd be interesting just to have a quick chat about maybe some misconceptions that people think there's such a thing as a Eurail ticketing system. That's exactly what I think some people, especially overseas visitors coming to Europe, they think there is a, a Eurorail network with a Eurorail ticketing system. And they're quite shocked to find uh, the reality of 30 or 40 different national operators, independent operators as well, all with their own ticketing systems. And then some independent retailers too, like the train line or raileurope.com or Omeo, that connect to some systems and, and not others. Uh, it's a very complex arrangement. And in principle, if you want to book a train, it's often easy, but only if you go to the right website for that particular route. Yeah. Uh, and it can get, and, and sometimes there are multiple websites that you can use. For example, um, let's, let's, let's give two examples. Berlin to Prague. Okay. It's joint, these trains are jointly run by the Germans and the Czechs, and you can actually book it at the German National Railway website, barn.de, or you can book it at the Czech website, cd.cz. But guess what? those companies manage the fares independently, the different price buckets, the advanced purchase price levels. So you actually need to check both because uh, you might find it cheaper or the same train cheaper on the Czech system than on the German system. And then we have other... Can I just throw a span spanner in the works on that one? Of course, Please do. If, you have a, if you're traveling with children, the Germans give the free child places uh, the checks that the checks charge for children. The checks do. So yes. you're absolutely right. Uh, often you'll you'll tend to find the Czech website cheaper for Berlin Prague than the German system. Not always, but it tends to work out that way. But yes, if you've got kids under fifteen, kids go free when accompanied by an adult on a spa price with the Germans. Uh, not so if you buy from the checks. So that can swing it. <laughs> so it does. It it pays to check both ends, both companies for that particular route. And then we have an extra complication such as, let's take Paris to Florence. Well, uh, the French system can't sell you Paris to Florence and the Italian system can't sell you Paris to Florence because each of them can do their bit, but not the others. Right. Uh, so, yes, So, but if you go to the trainline.com or raileurope.com, they connect to the French and they connect the Italian system. They have their own journey planning software. So they work out that you need a Paris to Turin French Railways TGV 
plus a train Italia Frecciarossa from Turin to Florence. They'll source both tickets, put them together and offer it to you as a seamless journey. So you've got that problem as well, where you your, your journey that you probably think of as one journey actually needs two tickets from two operators. And you either need to use two different websites, the French Railways and the Train Italia website, or you need to go to an independent retailer that can do both. And then if you're connecting from the UK, <laughs> so you've got your UK ticket, your Eurostar. Actually, probably maybe the Eurostar, would that work as a 3-1 if you book with the French to as far as the French can take you? Or well, would it be separate? Well, the French railways uh, are, own a large chunk of Eurostar. Mm -hmm. So the French railways website can, in fact, book, book you from London through to pretty much anywhere in France, uh, and on TGVs to Switzerland, Milan, Turin, Barcelona. Um, or you can use the trainline.com and raileurope.com because they've got multiple connectivity and can book Eurostar and onward trains to most places around Western Europe. Okay, Some, something, something I have noticed that has been improving with time is the Deutsche Bahn website and their connectivity to other railways, not to the French or Eurostar, they, they, they don't really connect with those. But on the Deutsche Bahn website, for example, you can book a, an Italian domestic journey and it prints out as an e-ticket as if you were booking on trenitalia.com. So I, they, they do have a name for it. It's a something carrier platform. So they're trying to develop themselves to be like a train line, a Nomeo or a Rail Europe. Um, and the, 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 they have the best, the best pricing. Say, for example, on the Italians, they'll have the 19 euro tickets. Um, so it's just another place where everything, you can book everything in, in one place. Of course, with exceptions. They'd, as I say, they don't do anything with France. But otherwise, I, I, I'm getting quite into the Deutsche Bahn system for international. And it has to be said that the Deutsche Bahn website is the best one for journeys to, from, or even across Germany. They've really developed it over the years. Mm. You used to be able to book journeys only to or from Germany, where one end or the other was German. But now you can book across Germany, such as Switzerland to Amsterdam, uh, Amsterdam to Copenhagen, Amsterdam to Warsaw. All these sort of journeys across Germany can now be booked with attractive through prices on the yep. German Railways website. You just then need to add a Eurostar ticket to and from London, which London and Brussels, say, or London and Amsterdam at the Eurostar website. No, here I, I love throwing these to you, Mark. If you're doing Eurostar connecting onto the Deutsche Bahn ICE, are you protected under rail team hop on the next train? Just yes. Okay, Brussels good, is good. a rail team hub. Uh, your onward ICE train from Brussels to Cologne is a high-speed train, so is Eurostar. So in that instance, it doesn't matter how you're ticketed, you're protected if there's a delay and a misconnection and will be able to take the later, uh, a later onward train. Perfect. And one other one. For the night jet, uh, once it starts getting back to Brussels again, is that a protected connection? No, it's not, because... Mm. Austrian railways aren't part of rail team and if they were the night jet isn't a high speed train <laughs> so you're you're not protected but mm. uh, in the uh, to London direction I would hope that Eurostar would still book you on a later train if the sleeper was late 
um, and in the outward direction, you don't really want to allow 10 minutes when connecting no, with the sleeper no, train no, anyway. No. So the connection I'd recommend is at least an hour in Brussels and you'd have to be pretty unlucky to be over an hour late. Uh, you know, you can't mitigate every disaster, but certainly you want to allow uh, enough tra enough time for that sort of connection. And as, we, as we've discussed before, there is, of course, the seat 61 waiting room at Brussels. I Midi. knew you were going to mention that. <laughs> yes, the, the Pullman Hotel bar at Brussels Media with those handy charging points and a nice glass of beer and some uh, tapas or some olives or something between Eurostar and the sleeper to Vienna. I think you should be on a commission from uh, the Pullman Brussels, or maybe, or, or maybe they want to pass a complaint on you. That you have all these British passengers just buying a cup of tea and staying in there for three hours. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, the connectivity also is quite mixed uh, once you start getting further east. So Ru Romania, you can book quite a few and you can book um inter internationally for tickets in Romania Romania and buy three tickets and reservations but then Bulgaria as an example is not connected to anything uh, are there any other examples of standalone countries which don't integrate Portugal the only place you can possibly buy affordable tickets with a reservation for Portuguese trains, Lisbon to Porto or Lisbon to Faro is on the Portuguese Railways website, cp.pt. It doesn't connect to anything else. Uh, in fact, as far as I know, the Portuguese have a version, a terminal of the Spanish Renfe system installed so that they can book uh, the train hotels and onwards, or when they ran, and onward <laughs> trains in Spain yeah. from within Portugal. And of um, course, in the future, they'll of course, the train hotels will be back in the future as well, he says optimistically. <laughs> we, it will be nice to think so. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's worth saying at this point that even uh, the two best systems for multi-operator booking in Europe, RailEurope.com, formerly Loco2, and uh, TheTrainLine.com, formerly Captain Train, they both connect to the French, Italian, Spanish, German, Austrian, and in the case of Trainline, Swiss systems, plus a few independents like Westbahn and Italo, but even they don't connect to the Hungarians or the Romanians or the Poles or the Norwegians or the Finnish uh, or the Bulgarians uh, and so on. So if you want a, a cheap fare from uh, uh, from Budapest to Bucharest, you'll either need to buy it from the Hungarian Railways website or from the Romanian Railways website. Right, right. Um, and do people like the train line in Rail Europe, do they actually display any fares for the countries where they don't have connectivity and use, this is geeky, geeky terminology, and I don't know if it still exists, the IRT fares, so just the, the, the fully flexible... No, you um, mean TCV? TCV, that's the one. Yes, yeah, the, the TCV is a... Is a almost obsolete system where every railway gives a kilometric tariff to every other national railway so they can issue each other tickets but at expensive full flex rates 
and I can certainly remember a time when the old Rail Europe used to offer an incredibly expensive 90 euro fare from uh, Prague to Budapest uh, without a reservation because it couldn't access the cheap fares from 20 euros that you can get if you go to the Czech railways or the Hungarian railways. Um, so there was a, a lesson there, but I don't think they now come up with any fare for, the, for these, uh, these routes they can't do at the normal local railway rate yeah um, but it is where you know it, it is you do have to stay aware if you do want to a trip between budapest and uh, prague you want the hungarian railways or the czech railways not uh, not a third party retailer and uh, mm -hmm. and an agency um i think over the past week or two romanian railways you can now book international tickets on their website is well, right? you always could, but you had to pick them up from Bucharest station. And what's changed over the last week or two is that tickets between Hungary and Romania are now print at home in PDF format if you buy them from the Romanians. So suddenly you can book a journey starting in Budapest on the Romanian Railways website, uh, which is just as well because they are able to sell seats couchettes and sleepers on the night train at the moment the hungarian railways the new hungarian railways website can't sell sleepers or couchettes so yet another complication if you want this journey you have to book from the romanians not the hungarians yeah uh, at least until the hungarians fix their website uh, and implement it fully and there there are there are some things that people quite often make a mistake on so you can book uh, the Italy to the, Austria. Vienna to Venice. Yeah, yes. it's a classic. Every, every so often, so I get an email saying that uh, I've, I've from someone who says they've booked a ticket from Vienna to Venice um, on the Italian railways website trainitalia.com. How do they collect their ticket? And I'm, I have to politely say you can't <laughs> unless you fly to Italy, get your ticket, fly back to Vienna, and start the train journey, because. When you buy on the Train Italia system, a hard copy ticket has to be picked up from a Train Italia ticket machine. And there aren't any Train Italia ticket machines in Vienna. Vienna is Austrian Railways staffed by OBB. No, those staff have to clue what you've booked with Train Italia. You can only book it in Italy. And in fact, if you do book Vienna to Venice on the Train Italia website, you do they do make you tick a little box that says, yes. I agree to pick the ticket up in Italy. And uh, I know that the people who are emailing, emailing me have actually ticked that box and still not realized that you can't pick it up in Austria. So, yeah. some, so the, the first thing I check when I find a new ticketing system is what are the ticket delivery arrangements? Because sometimes if you have to pick up a hard copy, it only works in one direction starting at one end. You can't always pick up the ticket at both ends. But increasingly yeah. now we're seeing PDF print at home tickets. Uh, and that actually, going back to the Berlin to Prague example is why you can buy from the Czechs or the Germans because both websites issue print at home tickets in both direction for the same trains. Absolutely. Now another another question a question for you. Um, in the past, uh, I know that some of the connectivity um, between different systems relied on people in the host country opening up access to the full range of tickets. Has that changed? It's, it's basically, no, everything is open data. So for, for example, the Hungarian, well, no, think of the Italians can't blank out nine euro tickets 
that they would distribute through other partners? Well, as far as I know, if, you t if we take the trainline.com and raileurope.com and omeo.com, all of which have connectivity to Train Italia system, mm -hmm. pretty much you get the full ticket range, whichever website you book through. Uh, the advantage of booking through Train Italia directly is that there's no booking fee, and uh, in this particular case, you can usually choose an exact seat from a seating plan. If you buy from a third party, sometimes there's a, a, a booking fee, um, and usually you can't do anything clever like choose an exact seat from a seating plan. Right. On the other hand, of course, sometimes a third party is much easier to use, much simpler. If we take the Spanish Railways website, Renfe.com, <laughs> if I was advising my 82-year-old mm. mother, I would send her to trainline to the trainline.com. Yes. I wouldn't want her battling with Renfe with all its quirky mistranslations, difficult bits to understand. Yeah. And uh, its payment system is a bit dodgy, has a reputation for rejecting credit cards. So there are reasons for using third parties. Uh, generally speaking, you'll get the full fare range. Actually, that's a good example that Renfe.com offers Mesa fares, or, yep. or did up until this month, which, which are they, a which small the group table of fare. Four, that's yep. right, it's yep. a small group fare. They don't come down the Renfe API. So if you have a website like the trainline.com or raileurope.com or omeo that connects to Renfe, they can sell most of the fares, but you won't find the Mesa fares on these third parties. That that is an example of what you're you're saying. But usually you get the full fare range if you've got that connection to the operator's system through an API. Okay. And some, something I've seen as an enhancement, uh, I've been recently looking for something for a Discover by Rail client, uh, wanting to have an espace privatif on the night train in France. Uh, when that first came, up, came out, you could only book it with the French and it was actually quite difficult. Now it's just a simple tick box on train line, uh, 50 euro supplement and you privatise the cabin which That's i think right. is fantastic so that, that, yeah. that was an example of a product that you couldn't buy through a third party but now you can that that has been fixed shall we, shall we say a bit about booking horizons yes yes because that, that actually is the single biggest reason why especially overseas visitors uh have problems booking european rail they try booking too far ahead they think they think trains open up for a whole year ahead and of course People use trains for everyday life, things they plan a week ahead or a few days ahead. So historically, European trains used to open for booking just 60 days ahead. That improved to 90 days in most of Western Europe. And we're now talking four months or even six months for much of Western Europe. But it's still uh, not as much as some people think. And the other thing is it varies. It varies enormously. The Germans, for example, are trying to load fares and reservations six months ahead. The first problem is it shrinks around December when we've got the timetable change. It can shrink pretty much dates after the timetable change in mid-December, only open for booking in mid-October. Yeah. And the other issue is it's not just about German railways, is it? International journeys involve other operators. So you'll find you can book Amsterdam to Berlin six months ahead because that's loaded by the Germans. But if you want to go Amsterdam to Warsaw, well, the reservations for the Berlin to Warsaw trains are held on the Polish system. They only load trains 60 days ahead. And that means that Amsterdam to Warsaw could only be booked 60 days ahead. In fact, if I were booking that, I'd probably take a punt and book Amsterdam to Berlin yeah. six months ahead and then come back later and book the Berlin to Warsaw bit. But it is 
generally cheaper, ideally as a, as a, a through ticket. But yes, booking horizons vary enormously. They do shrink around Christmas because of the big timetable change and the big mm -hmm. need to upload data and they are shorter than airline booking horizons so uh, it's 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 a key issue and you'll also find you'll also find occasionally the odd dates are missing because some dates are trickier than others to timetable because of engineering work yeah. and uh, they might certain dates might open later than others and our portuguese cousins have a 30-day booking window Yes, so that, that's uh, that's probably as low as it as low as it gets. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, booking horizons. Oops. Yeah, probably probably the biggest the biggest reason why people have an issue. Um, oh, I don't know. It'll come to me in a minute. There was something okay. about booking horizons well, I also wanted to mention. What, what what one of the things I would love to see the railways do, as a customer focused initiative allowing Eurostar, for example, allowing people to book, take advantage of the full booking horizon, which, have Eurostar gone to 12 months? Did they? Uh, they were six months last time I checked. Of course, the problem at the moment is because of the pandemic, the booking horizon is shorter than normal yeah. because they don't know what they're going to be operating. So uh, we're in a bit of an uncertain world, to put it mildly at the moment. But so for the... Train, train companies that offer a really advanced booking window have a caveat or a term and condition if you are making a through journey to somewhere else and you're taking a punt on your departure time on Eurostar based on the existing timetable for your onward connection from Brussels and the Brussels connection changes and perhaps becomes earlier and the Eurostar you booked on misses it that Eurostar actually accepts that, that 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 does happen, that's a reality, and permit the customer to change the ticket to the earlier train. This is a real issue with varying booking horizons. Mm. I'm often asked, booking for my onward train from Paris to Brussels isn't open because French trains open four months ahead. Do I buy my Eurostar now, six months ahead, and then buy the onward later, or do I wait till it opens for both? Yeah. And I have to say that ideally you wait till both are open so you can check the onward train times. If you're willing to take a calculated risk, uh, and this means having a plan B, if your onward train for some strange reason doesn't run that day or is retimed to leave an hour earlier yeah. or, or whatever, as long as you've got a, a, a plan B, or you maybe book an early Eurostar than the one you think, so you can hedge your bets. And if, if the onward train does leave a bit earlier because of engineering work, it works then fine but you need to be careful about that yeah and mark i think the all the recommendations you give for the main international connecting stations so we we laugh about the waiting room at the brussels midi uh but also you recommend the trombler and Gare de leon part part of the reasoning behind that is in a way to give people i think to give people a comfort factor if you do book a train much earlier than you you theoretically need to, you know, you can wait in comfort and you're not waste, wasting your time at the connection that, that's point. That's absolutely right. Not only do I really enjoy uh, lunch at the Trambler restaurant at the Gare de Lyon between my Eurostar from London and my onward afternoon train to Barcelona or to Milan, um, it's a built-in insurance policy. It means you're crossing Paris, you're not stressed, you've got plenty of time. If the worst happens and the Eurostar is an hour late, then you're still going to make your onward train, even if you even if your meal at the Trambler turns into a quick coffee. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mark, I think this is a good time to take a break and have a quick word from our sponsor, TaylorMade Rail. Uh, TaylorMade Rail are experts at European train travel, creating packages with rail and hotel and have all the knowledge that we're talking about today to create great deals for their, for their customers. On the other side of the break, Mark, I'm going to just say, I think we will be going via HEB. So we can leave that carrot dangling for people. So see you on the other side. Season two of Ride the Rails is sponsored by TaylorMade Rail, the train holiday specialist. They offer flight-free, independent holidays with the mission to simplify the complexities of rail travel to create sustainable and civilized holidays across the European continent. No itinerary is too intricate for them, thanks to their years of experience in the rail holiday business. Some of their most popular itineraries are in Switzerland, including the famous Glacier Express and Jungfrau Mountain Railway. Traveling to Italy via the Alps is also another popular option. They feature longer haul rail adventures, such as London to Istanbul, traveling north to the Arctic Circle, south to Morocco, and east to Russia. Not forgetting their UK holidays, an area that has seen significant levels of interest for 2021 travels. They have a high level of repeat customers, thanks to their great service, clear layout of documentation, and reassuring in-trip support in the event of any hitches. They receive consistently excellent reviews on FIFO, the independent review site where their average score is 4.8 out of 5, a testament to their customer-centric focus and product choices. TaylorMadeRail.com Welcome back. And before the break, I mentioned the infamous or actually famous words, I think, for Czech railway staff going on the route via HEB is via HEB. Mark, elaborate. Well, uh, there's a route to between Germany and the Czech Republic through a little border station where you switch chain trains across a platform uh, called HEB. It's spelled C-H-E-B, but pronounced HEB. And the Czech railways have some particularly good fares this way. So you can travel from Nuremberg to Prague for just 12 euros. But amazingly, you can travel from Brussels to Prague via Cologne, Nuremberg and HEB from as little as 29 euros or if you want to push the boat out go first class from 44 euros uh, and it's possible to find this fare it was pre-pandemic even a week or two ahead you didn't have to put months and months ahead but you had to look on the czech railways website cd.cz the fare was in their system not the german system or the eurostar system or whatever um and uh the other issue was it didn't always find this route on its own you had to put put HEB, C-H-E-B, into the via box to force it via HEB. But when you did, wow, 29 euros from Brussels to Prague. Yep. And nothing cut rate about the trains. The, um, the Czech trains are air-conditioned and comfortable. The German regional train between HEB and Nuremberg is lovely and modern and comfortable, especially in first class. And you travel on those superb German high-speed ICEs between Nuremberg, uh, Cologne and, and Brussels. Um, absolutely fantastic, uh, fantastic way to go. And 
last year, possibly now even the year before, uh, we did that journey. I did Prague to Bolton in a day, and you did Prague to Aylesbury in a day. That's uh, right. Quite easy was, to do. Yeah, it was very easy to do. Everything mm. connected beautifully. You were on a through ticket from uh, Prague to Brussels, so you were fully covered by the CIV International Conditions of Carriage, and of course it's a rail team connection in Brussels. Um, the other thing with this ticket is that it's an advanced purchase ticket that commits you to specific trains, but that Zugbindung uh, is the German word, I think, mm -hmm. that uh, requirement to use a specific train is only for the cross-border train between Hebb and Nuremberg. It's actually valid on any uh, ICE within the ticket validity between Nuremberg and Brussels, and in fact, which is we, quite something. So you could stop off if you wanted to. And we took advantage of that because the Nuremberg to Frankfurt, the original train that we'd scheduled to go on, uh, came in and it was looking rather busy. And there's another train 10 minutes later. So we just decided to wait and go on the later train and no problems at all. And the later train was quieter, so which, which was good. Um, the, so the via Hebb gets you can get you as far as Brussels. Uh, does it go to any other international destinations outside of Germany and Belgium? The via Hebb. Well, going via Hebb might get you to Amsterdam, but actually you're better off going via Dresden if you're heading towards uh, Amsterdam and any points further north. But you'll find some good fares on the Czech website, even between Prague and Copenhagen, or Prague and Amsterdam. Definitely worth checking. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and also, the, the, I think the great thing is that the Czech system is actually quite easy to use. It's in English, um, no hassles. It's just that one little trick of putting in via HEP. That's most that's of the... most of Europe's national railway websites can be switched to English. In fact, your default assumption is there'll be an English version, which is good. There are a few where the English translation isn't terribly good. And funnily enough, Renfe is uh, not <laughs> all uh, not particularly great for that. But yes. the Czech Railways website, I like the Czech Railways website. I think the German Railways website is the best. Mm -hmm. I think the Czech Railways website is up there as well. Nice, nice site. And it's it's very manoeuvrable. You can specify how, the maximum number of connections you want. You can specify routings um, and so forth. It's a nice system. Yeah. Uh, one of the frustrations I used to have with the Spanish site, I've not used it recently, but if an arrow message came up, on the English language version. Of course, it came up in Spanish. They hadn't translated the arrow messages. So that made it quite frustrating. Oh, that's right. Well, even if even using it without an error, uh, when you were booking a sleeper train, even in the English version, it asked you to choose between a, a tourista and a camera tourista. And if you uh, didn't know that uh, camera means bed, uh, you could end up accidentally ending uh, traveling in a seat all day, all night, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, there's some other tricks that we have um, up our sleeves in Europe to create bargain fares, uh, all very legitimate. Uh, and one of those is for passengers wanting to travel on the Benina Express heading down to Italy from Switzerland. Um, Swiss, Swiss Railways do now have advanced purchase tickets, uh, but they're reflective of the Swiss pricing system and usually only bookable 60 days before. Whereas our German cousins 
have international tickets, as, as you mentioned earlier, Mark. So you can book a Germany to Italy ticket. And well, do you want to explain the shenanigans that... <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, first of all, the Benina Express is a narrow gauge route through the Alps that's quite possibly one of Europe's most spectacular journeys. It's a fabulous route. And for many people, it starts in the big city of Zurich uh, and heads all the way to Toronto, just over the border into Italy, where you can catch an onward train to Milan. Now, the problem is that up until recently, the Swiss only had domestic, fully flexible tickets at really quite expensive rates. It's about yeah. 80, 85 euros from Zurich to Tirano. They have now got a few advanced purchase fares on this route, but um, you typically find them at the sort of 50 euro rate for this sort of route, and there aren't that many of them. But the Germans have got cheap advanced purchase tickets from Germany to Switzerland. So how about buying a ticket from the last stop in Germany, which is Singen or Freiburg for, for these purpose yep. to Tirano and simply don't use the Singen to Zurich bit. Perfectly legitimate. Uh, in the UK, we have a, a rule against traveling short, but there isn't such a rule in most of the European continent. So Singen to Tirano from €29.90, book it, print it, and use it for between Zurich and uh, Tirano. So one of Europe's most fabulous journeys for under €30. Euros. And then the connection down to Milan, is it 10 or 12 euros? It's about on? 11 euros 50. It's yeah. a regional train, so there's no need to book. Just buy it at the station. I think you have to use the cafe, actually, because you'll probably find the yes. shop is closed. Yeah. 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 But uh, turn up and go for the last uh, couple of hours into Milan. And that last couple of hours, of course, of course, quite a lot of it is on the shores of Lake Como. So you've had it's the mountains and then you get the lake. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you're going northbound, do we come up against a bit of an issue? Well, it is and it isn't. North, southbound, you'll get a, a, an online ticket, which you can print out at home or show on your phone. But uh, for technical reasons, known only to the German railways, Tirano to Germany has to be a hard copy ticket, which they have to send you by post for an extra four or five euros, which is a bit annoying. I mean, it, you don't really want it to go missing in the post. Yeah. It might take a couple of weeks to arrive. But um, that is the downside of this direction. Now, it's been suggested that uh, if you book from the last stop in Switzerland, Postiavo, that's Switzerland and not Italy. So you get an e-ticket. The yep. problem is that when you do that, for some reason, also only known to the German railways, you lose the 29.90 spa price and it, it goes into that uh, international booking platform that starts adding expensive Swiss tickets to a German ticket and you don't want that. So I haven't cracked that problem yet. There must be a way of uh, of getting it to produce a print at home ticket for the northbound direction. But until I crack it, you'll just have to get it sent through the post and allow a couple of weeks. Maybe, maybe, maybe the um, cafe at Tirano could start a new little operation, being a post-restant north northbound tickets <laughs> who knows could be very creative uh and by the way Tirano itself is a fabulous little town to not only after doing the Benina traveling along Lake Como 
Tirano itself is quite pleasant with some nice restaurants. Uh, there's also a palazzo there which you can visit. I've forgotten, that. I think Miretzi, something like that, uh, which is well worth a visit. Uh, it's very glitzy. I should, I would describe it as. Um, so, are there any other similar scenar scenarios? For example, is is Domodossola uh, just over the border from Brig? on that routing. Do they have a similar scenario that you could book through to there? It would always be worth thinking it through and trying to be creative when booking certain journeys. Because mm. um, the German website does produce some very good value tickets, as does the Czech for international journeys. Mm -hmm. And I say there is no problem for traveling short if you only want to use part of it. Yeah. And, and also, of course, with with the Toronto option, if you were coming from the UK, for example, uh, you could do a ticket from Cologne to Toronto, uh, specify in the DB system a routing via Koblenz, and then I think you could probably have the most bargain-priced scenic overall journey in Europe. So you'd have the Rhine Valley. A little bit of the Black Forest, uh, Benina, and then along Lake Como. Well, why why start in Cologne? Why not Brussels? The German site will do Brussels to Tirano. Uh -huh. uh, in theory, from thirty nine euros ninety. I mean, you might have to uh, search. In fact, I think it might be forty nine euros ninety in that case. But you'll get a through ticket. The great thing about the German Rose website is that you can put an overnight stop in uh, and still get the end-to-end -end cheap price so if you click uh, add intermediate stops enter where you want to stop for the night be it zurich or cologne um, specify how long you want 11 12 hours whatever as long as you complete the journey within the two days for which a spa price cheap fare is valid mm -hmm. it will give you a spa price end-to-end -end with that overnight stop included that's in fact worth knowing about for all sorts of journeys that uh, you can book to from within and across Germany using the German Railways website, bahn.de, B-A-H-N.de. And under normal circumstances, okay, in a non-COVID world, um, what, what is the best price usually for a one-way from London to Brussels? It's Eurostar starts at 78 return, which of course yep. is 39 uh, each way or one way, £52. In fact, there's an important point here. Eurostar returns are significantly cheaper than two one-ways. With pretty much every other major long-distance rail fare in Europe, it's all one way. Yeah. So the message here is that feel free to book a round trip as two one-ways when travelling around Europe, but if your journey involves Eurostar, always make sure you book the Eurostar component as a round trip because you'll make a saving there. No, because I was just thinking, um, from Brussels to Milan via that scenic, the scenic fest is about 60 euro when you add on the Italian domestic. I was thinking, then adding on the euro star, but potentially, you know, you could be just under a hundred pounds for a one way to Milan with a stop in Cologne to see the cathedral, have a walk along the River Rhine in the evening, then all that scenic journey. I think that beats a two-hour easy jet flight hands down. 
Well, add the 20 quid each way for a train ticket between Heathrow and London, and it certainly does. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. Um, Mark, are there any other ones that spring to mind that um, we, we could mention? Um, I, I do think the, the Via Heb and the Bonina Express are definitely the two most useful, in my opinion. Uh, are, there, are there any other ones that you can think of which are creative? Well, generally speaking, the trick is just to book in advance, as you would with an air ticket, to get cheaper advance purchase prices, but not too far ahead. Four months or six months is usually the longest in Western Europe yeah. booking horizon. Um, and it's certainly, you know, the Eurostar from London to Brussels plus a ticket book from the German system between Brussels and Poland or Germany or Austria will give you a good deal. Yeah, um, I think I think one thing worth worth mentioning. Uh, we did mention it earlier about passenger rights and protections if you're connecting between trains. Um, generally, ignore, ignoring rail team. Generally, would I be right in saying if you buy separate tickets? from separate booking systems you wouldn't be protected if a train was delayed for your onward onward train yes there if you buy a through ticket for example amsterdam to prague even if it involves three or four different trains if you buy a through ticket from the german railways you are protected very strongly not only for later onward travel at no cost but even for a hotel overnight if you miss the last train um, yeah. under the CIV, the International Conditions of Carriage. There is then something called the rail team promise, which only applies at certain hub stations, Paris, Brussels, Cologne, for example, only between high-speed trains run by rail team members, which include Eurostar, Talis, German railways, French railways. Um, that pretty much protects your connection when traveling from London to Italy or London to Spain or London to Germany by a combination of Eurostar French TGV, German ICE. Yep. So that 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 works. The rest of the time, if you do buy separate tickets, and going back to that Paris to Florence example that I used, two separate tickets, Paris to Turin, Turin to Florence, two separate companies, you're not covered by CIV. Train Italia is not a rail team member. Turin is not a rail team hub. Technically, you are taking the risk there if there's a delay. First yep. of all, don't allow, don't, don't, make it a 10 minute connection, make it at least 45 minutes. And I do have to say that some of the booking engines like the trainline.com and raileurope.com don't always take this into account. I would often want a longer connection when on separate tickets than those systems will give you by default. Um, and secondly, if you do miss the train, don't just buy another ticket, do go and explain the situation to the onward train operator. Uh, most of the time, much of the time, they will, as a courtesy, rebook you on a later train. They will understand. It's what has happened in Europe uh, for 100 years. The train operators have cooperated. Uh, the legal situation and what they'll do in practice are sometimes different. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just to add something else, uh, I'll just mention again, our sponsors, TaylorMade Rail. If you book a package which combines trains and hotels uh, if there's any disruption on your journey and you do misconnections 
the tour operator, again, and maybe such as rail bookers as well, uh, are responsible for looking after you and rebooking you. So there is a degree of a, com a comfort factor booking through a through a tour operator in the, in those instances. Uh, Mark, I think that's fares and ticketing covered. Um, in the first half, I thought that was actually re a really good explanation of why it is so complicated. Uh, and then for our hints to get better deals, um, go to c61.com and look at the various pages for Switzerland, for Italy, and the Czech Republic. Um, Mark has fantastic guides, a step-by-step -step guide of how to book those bargain tickets. Uh, all it remains for me is to say, Mark, thank you very much for all the input over the past seven episodes. Uh, I will be transcribing all episodes. I've done the first one uh, and we'll be working through other episodes. So, Mark, thank you very much for your time and hope to see you on the other side, as they say. Thank you. See okay. you soon. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Thanks a lot. Bye now. Bye-bye. <laughs>